You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. Greetings, movie fans. You're all very welcome to The Big Review Ski with Omniplex Cinemas. My name is Owen Doherty, and I'm delighted to say that we have assembled Earth's mightiest movie heroes this week. First up, <laughs> Justine. First up, it's actually it's Justine Stafford, aka Hat Lady. Okay. It's her yeah. superhero alter ego. It is, but no hat today. But no hats but that's, off. But that's because you're you're like you're in your your civvies, yeah, you're in like summer. normal costume. You don't yeah. want to be spotted. No. Um, we also have Rory Cashin, aka Hydraman. Hydrant. Hydrant man. man. Is that your catchphrase? No, I was Hydrant Man. Oh, it was Hydrant Man. Yeah, get your own joke yeah, right. I, know, I got it completely wrong. And uh, last but not least, it's Palmer, a.k.a. I couldn't, it was like the Coddle Crusader, because you're from Dublin. But it's, it's You pretty... put no thought in that. It was like, know, literally, was like, like... Are you just, like, you just come up with that right now? Pretty much. Like, you gave Justine thought and process, and there's, like, a connection to him. Just like, Coddle, have you ever seen me eat Coddle? You know, every day. Yeah, every every day single day before and after the show. <laughs> Look at us just inventing stuff. On it's in the your way. top pocket there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pocket so, of cuddle. Yeah. Well, well I do is. like cuddle family, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. There, there is a wee bit of a superhero theme because uh, obviously on. Avengers what? Who are you? I don't, I'm just a normal person. No. I don't have I don't have a superhero alter ego. No. I'm sure it's hell not gonna Flyerman. Um yeah, it's because obviously Avengers Endgame is out in cinemas right now. We've all had a chance to see it since last week, have we? We sure have. Did you actually we, go and see it? We've all had a chance to see it. Uh, we've all had a chance we, to see it. Not all of us took that chance. Yes, yeah. that's true. Paul, have you seen Avengers I Endgame? I've seen it. Okay. And did you like Avengers I Endgame? I did. Enjoy it in no a way. Spoilers, no spoilers. I thought it was more dramatic than I was expecting, and it was dramatic bits that actually got me. The action looks great, but I do think it's a bit all over the shop at times. But I did enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I um, a lot of things you said last week, Rory. Like uh, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's entertaining. Yes, uh, I agreed with both of those things. Good. Um, no, I it's really good liked and it. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm so wary about like not spoiling any part of it. As was I. But you see that bit with the Night King, mental. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what happened uh, is we need to go and see it again, 100. percent So I think we should all go oh, together. Because they're doing yeah. terribly at the box office as well. Like it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, they, they need your yeah. 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 So please do help this film out and go and see Avengers Endgame. Those poor, um, poor uh, Omniplex employees are just like nothing to do. Yeah. So empty. The um so it smashed the Irish box office record for the for, for like an opening weekend ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's done that in Ireland and the UK as well. And America. And America and as the well. World. And the world. Um so it's obviously I don't know how much money it's gonna make. Do you think All it'll on be Rory's the review, good and entertaining. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who tuned in last week and <laughs> I went to see uh, the film. Uh, as ever, we've got a crack and show uh, lined up for you this week. We do have some other superheroes of acting, um, we have Mo Dumford, Oof. and we have that Mo. Was that was terrible. Segue. I didn't write anything. This <laughs> <laughs> um, I should have put Come some on, flyer man. Flyer par. So he's on the show to talk about uh, the dig, and we also have Bo Burnham on the show, who's going to be talking about Eighth Grade, uh, his brand new film, and probably Justine's like favorite film of the year. That's so all far. I watched this weekend on loop. So Eighth Grade yeah, over and over again. How does the Rock feel about Bo Burnham? To mm. be honest, it, it doesn't bother me how he feels because. Harsh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you just have to see the non-screen breakup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is everything okay between you and the rock? Uh, we're we're sorting some things out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Erosion. It's funny when a joke gets super serious. Yeah. No. <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch and give Justine and the Rock some relationship advice, uh, you can tweet us uh, on Twitter at Beggarviewski because that's where you tweet people, or you can get in touch on Instagram as well. We also have some Omniplex tickets to give away, so stay tuned for our high clue later on the show. But up first, oh. it's time for uh, the big question on the Beggarviewski, and for this week's big question, it's over to Justine. Hat woman. What was the name again? Hat, hat lady. Hat lady. It's like cat lady. Cat. But just I loads see. of hats. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, so following on from Paul's uh, strategy last week of going to see Avengers Endgame, then going for a pee and going to see 8th grade. That's my right. question. Then it went to do a poop. Yeah. <laughs> and go and see something else to dig. That was yeah. yeah. All three. My question comes from that and it is, have you ever missed a part of a film because you had to go pee or for another distraction or reason in the cinema. Okay, I was racking my brain about this one. What did, what did you go for first? Okay, so I had a thing for a while and I like, you know sometimes when you're like in a boring film and you go for a tactical peek, so you're like, this will kill some time and 
it happens sometimes. You just got to do it. But this was now a film I went to that I wasn't really that hyped about going. It was just on. And uh, it was the film New Year's Eve. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bad start. Can you pee for 94 minutes? <laughs> yeah, like I wish. Start right? the, the film did, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we went after New Year's Eve. So the plot was pointless, to be honest. Because there's really never going to be another one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I just couldn't there's understand so the concept. <laughs> so uh, it was me and my friend, and we went. Robert to De Niro was in there. What? Everyone. Bon Jovi. Ludacris. Halle Berry. Bon Jovi. Robert De Niro and Ludacris are the Robert De Niro and Al Pacino of that movie. Oh, this is the one. Zac Efron, Seth Meyers, like everyone. Where's Zac Efron? Who's that lady beside Ludacris? Pfeiffer. Who's that lady beside right. Ludacris? She's happy to be there. She, oh, it's Vera... Uh, not Vera from me. It's your one from Sofia Vergara. Is he? I think so. It looks yes, like her. Yes, actually, yeah. yeah. You're dead yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, there's just too many. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it looks like a calendar, doesn't it? For, yeah, for all our listeners, we're, we're looking at the poster, <laughs> the amazing poster for New Year's Eve, which is just, it a looks like a. For it looks guess like, who? Yeah. Like, to be honest. Not to be confused with Valentine's Day, which I presume is a completely different film. <laughs> completely different. Completely different. They've just Not moved the all the faces all. Yeah. into different boxes. <laughs> yeah. And I think there was another one of those. <laughs> there was. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Justine, Jesus you were talking about uh, peeing. Yes, so <laughs> I went to see this with my friend and went for the tactical pee because the storyline was just going nowhere. Peed. I did know, it nice. <laughs> Zac Efron wasn't on the screen, so I was like, I'm out. But uh, I came back and like there was only about five of us in the cinema because it was after a storm and like it was all snow and no one was leaving the house. But I Wait had cabin minute. fever over five. I mean, this is an odd number. Someone went to see this romantic comedy on their own. <laughs> on their own. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. after New Year's Eve. Me and my friend went. <laughs> yeah, my friend. My good friend. Uh, this is the saddest could story. Could be a Tracy type deal. You never know. Oh, it gets so much worse, right? So I came back anyway, and me and my friend were in the middle of it. And these, this couple came in and sat, like, in the seat right beside us. And they had been there. This was, like, halfway through the film at this point. Uh-oh. And I'm like, what's going on? And I was like, okay, just keep focusing on the screen. And then I got this nudge on my elbow. And not from your friend? No, not from my friend. She was on the left. Megan is her name. She's real. You can sure look her up. Uh, okay. I'll look up but, Megan. Uh, <laughs> the guy on the right had nudged me <gasps> because he was in the process of like getting very romantic. Uh, what are you doing in your hands? And I looked over and I was like, am I, am I seeing this right? Like they're properly, this is getting them in the mood, this film. <laughs> and uh, I was like, nudge my friend. I was like, can you see this? And they kind of proceeded to, you know, get very, very romantic with each other. And, <laughs> yeah, me and my friend uh, ended up missing the film because a baby was conceived. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, like it. it a lot really of babies progressed. are conceived on New Year's Eve anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of September yeah. babies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, that was the reason that we missed the film because... It was like which screen, like which drama is more. Just get your popcorn and turn to the right. <laughs> yeah, that Just one definitely them. sounded like it was more entertaining. It was ins- like me and my friend Anzi were like, "Was that real? Did this actually happen?" But yeah, no, it did. So um, again, I don't know if it was because the film really got them in the romantic got them mood. Got more jokes. Yeah, yeah. in it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ludicrous. Look at that hair. <laughs> it's all about ludicrous. Um, so, have you gone back to see the film since? No. Like, okay. No, okay. no. Why? You never no. returned it. It kind of a trigger something in me because Fair. it reminds me <laughs> arousal. Of <the> <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. grand. Well, whenever me and my friend meet up and it's right, we're like, do you remember that time? It's it's a great story now to have. Oh, yeah, I definitely. could not tell you a thing that happened in that film. I love you, Megan Raspy, like the godparents to the child. <laughs> so please, we are. Yes, you were there for such special occasion. Yes, a tender moment. Yeah. Um, but that was my experience of missing a film. Well, that's that's a damn fine reason for yeah. missing part of a film. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, Paul, what did you go for? <laughs> please, please. Don't. I actually... He's going to be like, well, I was... Well, I was... Sex sex was <laughs> 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 These people... I kept, so I wanted to see this ludicrous really film, right? Uh, no, actually, I'm really good at skipping out and not missing anything because I have a formula for not missing big stuff. Okay, granted, I've left the cinema to pee. But after an action or horror film, if you judge it after a big set piece or a big scare, they'll never do two back to back. It's like a screenwriter's rule of thumb. They'll never have two big beats. So you might get like some some tiny exposition or something like that. Whoa. But you'll never get a massive beat. Oh, yeah, right. Knock it down. Sorry. 
I, I was too busy answering all That's fine. I know, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you power on. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, I'm an incredibly quick peer, which is a bit of information nobody that's needed a, to know. No, that's so, good. Yeah, that's a weird flex. That's a skill. If you see someone like the Super Flash hero. just doing like like Olympic like steps down, that's probably me going, yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty quick. You know, done. Like the door doesn't even bolt close by the time I'm back in, you know. <laughs> it's like Father Ted's yeah. a quick mask. <laughs> yeah, straight <laughs> But um, no, I, honestly, if you, uh, I cannot ever think of like two big set pieces or horror scares back to back straight away. So if you actually have like a chemistry or a formula, if you watch someone, you can do it straight after. So if there's a big explosion and then it goes to like the morning or the day or a camp, just go straight away. You won't miss anything. It's a good tactic because a lot of people were talking about what's the best tactic mm. for going to pee during Avengers Endgame because it is about three days long. Yeah, just don't drink for yeah, that's <laughs> a it. while yeah. beforehand. That's the worst thing. Do you ever like be on a date and you go back here and like, no. what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I'm like, die alone. You go to the bathroom and you're like trying to ask me you go back like, what did I miss? And like, there's nothing worse than you've missed a big thing like, Jesus, you, you went at a bad time to <laughs> yeah. be Terrible honest. Time yeah. Six people yeah. died. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I'm similar to you, Paul, because I was trying to think, it's like, I, I don't leave the toilet. Uh, <laughs> That's it. So you buy every I go to cinema, I buy a ticket, yeah. and I just toilet. go and sit in the toilet for two and a half hours. It's the best piece you'll get. It's class. <laughs> it's just a little bit of me pee time. Oh, and where's your favorite? To- what's your favorite? Which, oh, Omni- which Omniplex oh, is the, the best the toilets? Most comfortable cubicles <laughs> in the world. Are there? It's definitely an Omniplex cinema. Yeah. But no, um, I never leave. Totally <laughs> I can say it's <laughs> no. than what you said. <laughs> and that's my answer, movie. <laughs> so if they had little cinema screens in the back of the cubicle, would you uh, actually contemplate watching a movie there? Yeah. It's like whenever you go to a hotel you're in your yeah. screen. Yeah. In the hotel, sometimes they have a, forget like a little screen in the back. Forget IMAX. That's forget my favorite thing in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. My, my concern is that yeah. they'll find my body. <laughs> I don't even put water in the bath. I just lie in the bath and watch the TV there. Um, but no, I don't actually leave the cinema to go and pee. I've never, ever done it, as far as I can remember. I always bring a spare pair. Never. No, I swear to God. Like, I... Seldom go, but I have like a moment. No, I, never. Well, let's let's get a little bit personal here. Okay, you went to see Avengers the first time at the midnight screen. Yes, after conservatively half a gallon of alcohol. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes. so, that's impressive. And immediately, those, immediately before, and didn't have to go until we, afterwards. We have. Know. We have <laughs> spent extracurricular time together, and you yes. you go to the bathroom regularly enough when you've been. Dr- when drinking liquids. Yeah. Like the seal, like, and then I know, but the seal it, was broken, so you sat was, there for over three hours. Yeah, and it was absolutely fine for that. Bring a bottle or something. <laughs> no, or no. popcorn. <laughs> popcorn. Pop, popcorn's um, very really salty. Soggy. Yeah, yeah, it's popcorn. Yeah. But um, but one thing, uh, one film that I have missed, and I've never gone back to watch it again, was uh, Shrek Two. Oh no! And this was because. <laughs> Well, you see, I have never gone back to... I don't know what happens at the end of Shrek 2. Never saw Shrek 3rd, which is a really important part of the MCU, which we we established. I don't know how many Shrek films there are. But what happened was, it's the only film I've ever fallen asleep in. And I was... uh, I'm ashamed to admit that. And it was because I was babysitting my two younger brothers, who were probably about, like, 9 and 10 at the time. Uh, Big shout-out to Colin Killian. And uh, they were... How old would you have been? Oh, I was probably about 18 or so. Yeah, so I brought them to the cinema. My mommy and daddy were away. Uh, and the two Parents lads night were just... Off. The witch? Parents night off. <laughs> Parents night off, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened was we, we had a free gaff for the weekend, so it was basically looking after them. They didn't go to bed for the weekend. I was wrecked, brought them to the cinema, and they just sat watching it, and I was like, I am, I'm gone, I'm gone, I'll see you later. So I oh conked out during Shrek 2. Showgirls. <laughs> I would have, I tried to get into Showgirls. We'd missed all the matinee yeah. screenings. Um, so yeah, that, that's it, that's all I got. No peeing, mm. uh, no randy couples beside me. And uh, and just a, a light a light dose. And no but, muffin uh, man. And no yeah, muffin man. Old. No, yeah. no. So who knows what happens? Well, as you said, Shrek it's three. A sad day. And but everyone uh, else who's seen it knows. Just and everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, muffin go man. Back. Kid, muffin yeah. man. Yeah. Kid, Shrek. Give it another yeah. go. Yeah. Roy, what did you go for? Okay, this is tough. So I w- went on a date. As it turns out, I know I Yay. said earlier yeah. no date, but we went, we went on a date and we uh, we were sitting in the cinema. We already had all of our stuff and. Film had just begun, okay. and John Travolta was talking directly to the camera, 
Uh, and I was like, right, so we've got some time here. And uh, the girl I was with, she clumsily uh, <laughs> knocked her entire popcorn over. No. But she did it. So I was like, this is not my problem. You're ruining what a lovely day. So I was like staring, uh, staring ahead, pretending I didn't see what she just did. And she's ruining wild hogs. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, my popcorn friend was like, <laughs> I don't care. I was like, okay. I was like, can I get another one? And I was like, oh my god, no. <sighs> Fine. So, got up, oh, no. walked out. Got the popcorn like the goddamn gentleman that oh I had. Oh my god. And left the cinema. <laughs> came back, <laughs> came back in, <laughs> sat down, was like, what did I miss? And she looked, even in the dark, a little bit pale because this is what I'd missed. So that happened. Oh. Um, a very, very important scene because directly after this, uh, the film, I think it says two weeks earlier. So it goes back in time to how Hugh Jackman and John Travolta meet. And then later on in the film, this whole scene happens again, but like oh in fast forward, like times a hundred. And I was like, what? 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 What, what just happened? happened? <laughs> that looked cool. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, yeah, that was the bit that you missed. Uh, the, <laughs> the really crucial, the, important the, part. One of the greatest cinema explosions of all time and 95% of the plot was in that scene that you missed while you were getting me more popcorn. We didn't go on a second day. <laughs> I was going to say. But yeah. I did wear, I did go to see Swordfish again and see that amazing explosion. Was her popcorn good? I don't know. <laughs> that is like ludicrous. Like if I knock my own popcorn, I go get myself now. I'm not yeah. going to make someone else. It's ludicrous I mean? in this one as well, as New Year's Eve. Um, oh, no, there's I don't actually know what you're doing today. What? <laughs> you're going to run out of cards. Yeah. Fifteen minutes in, two okay X's. One. That's, <laughs> two that's X's a new already. record. Okay, um, those are all those are all good, solid reasons. Like terrible reasons, but great reasons as well. I think what we've learned is uh, don't pee. Don't pee. Don't have sex yeah. in don't the cinema. Sex. In the cinema. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, don't leave the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that spot. And just don't go on dates. Yeah. Okay, They'll just be alone forever, be alone. as we said. Yeah, that's a great job. That feeds nicely into the don't have sex one, so. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, if there's any particular, uh, particularly unique reason why you may have missed a crucial part of a film or all of a film, uh, please do let us know um, on Twitter, on Instagram as well. And uh, we'll not bother to read those out. Okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> um, now it's time for the big trailer on uh, the big review seat and for this week's big trailer it's over to Paul Moore. Yeah, um, we've haven't done a documentary in a while so I'm going to go this week with mm. Asif Kapadia's uh, new film on Maradona who uh, some people might know Kapadia did uh, Senna which for my money is hands down one of the best documentaries not just a sports documentary just great documentary and I think it's 25 years this week actually since he passed uh, he also won an Academy Award for Amy if you saw the, the documentary on Amy so that was really really good um, kind of took a fresh approach to her story which um, even as i like kind of a casual fan of hers I watched it and I thought yeah it was a really interesting take but he also did uh, Mindhunter he's done a few episodes of Mindhunter so he moves away from documentaries he come back in like, I, and I think he's uh, He's quite a good approach because you find that some documentaries, um, obviously all the subjects are different, but I find it's kind of like a snooty, highbrow kind of approach. But he's not afraid to take pop culture stuff on. And uh, with the new one about Maradona, as a football fan, it sounds incredibly good. Because like Maradona as a person, you could do any, anything on him between like 86 World Cup when he single-handedly won Argentina World Cup to 94, getting done for drugs in America to... 
even now, like in the last World Cup, that man was uh, under the influence of some substances, let's just say the least. He was an Argentina manager in 06, which is a cluster of a time. But this one focused on his time in Napoli. It's interesting because before he arrived in Napoli, uh, the club, that Napoli, it's in Naples in the south, and you know Naples is a home of the mafia and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's kind of in cinematic terms, where you know. But in football terms, all the big Italian clubs dominate uh, from the north. Napoli never won a league, and like even now, their children still call Diego because when he came in, it coincided with the rise of the club. But also, the more and more he grew as this like godlike figure on the pitch, off the pitch, he got in close with the mafia. He was spiraling out of control in his drug use. And just in terms of athletes, I don't think there's anyone who's more interesting in his life because he is literally godlike genius, but he is the most self-destructive man you'll ever meet in your in, in, the, in your entire world. But uh, saying this is about him, I'd say it would be like saying Senna is just about Formula One. That film was not about... Dry. I have no interest in Formula One. It was my two conflicting personalities. I think this would be literally... Just an exploration of a god on the pitch, but like an absolute fiend often in terms of dealing with the mafia and his drugs and stuff. And uh, anyone who's anyway remotely even knows the name of Maradona, I'd say watch this because uh, Capadia's stuff is excellent. He did another great film called The Warrior, I think was his debut. He won a BAFTA for it. He's just a very smart guy. And uh, Justine, you'll know, he produced Supersonic as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Justine got very excited so, when you mentioned documentary. documentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, good mate Matt Whitecross who directed uh, Supersonic, but he's a really, really talented fella. And uh, from a Mindhunter fan, I hope he's... I mean, he's actually not doing season two, but his episodes in season one are great. Um, so this is a little look at the brand new documentary about Diego Maradona. It's Diego Maradona. <laughs> That behind-the-scenes footage looks very, very cool because you could sit and watch that kind of stuff all day. Yeah. I didn't recognise any of those actors. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roy, because you're not the world's biggest sportsing fan. I am not the world's biggest sporting fan. <laughs> <laughs> Top 20, maybe. Um, if would there was you a have World Cup of sporting <laughs> fans... You wouldn't want to be a part of it. I wouldn't watch that either. Um, (laughs) Would you be interested in going to see something like this, even though, as Paul was saying, like the subject matter, like Senna, again, I don't have an interest in Formula One, but I absolutely loved Senna as a documentary. Mm. Yeah, like I will, because that director's work is great, I think. Uh, Yeah, like if it can win me over who I I have a bias against anything kind of soccer-related already. So if if I enjoy it, then it must be great. There's drugs in it too. <laughs> well, that's my other bias. And all that period. But that's a pro he, bias. When he performed like a virgin, that that, that really cool period, like during the eighties and stuff. Did he handball well. once as well? He did a handball, and, yes. then he, and then he scored anyway. <laughs> yeah, this you is know true. This documentary inside out. Osmosis. Yeah, yeah, and then Justin, we obviously know that you're very excited about it, regardless. Of course, you know, just documentary. I'm in. I'm in, yeah. I can't wait for the Deadpool documentary. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be excellent. But, like, obviously there's going to be an overlap with Supersonic and Oasis feature oh, the soundtrack. Have you not seen the picture Maradona. of Maradona with the Gallagher brothers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, iconic trio, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, eyes glazed over, like, <laughs> anything. So when is uh, Diego Maradona in cinemas? Uh, it's uh, primarily, I think it's shown in Cannes. I think June is when it's been in the UK. I don't think they've settled on Irish one, but I'd imagine it's give, or, give or take around them. But well. it's uh, shown in Cannes, and I think it'll be pick up a distributor here as well so I'd be amazed given how popular Senna and the fact that Amy won an Oscar it'll definitely be shown hopefully in your Omniplex cinema soon enough definitely so that's a brand new documentary Sports. Diego Maradona and that's Sports. it for this week's episode <laughs> yes. Sports show, Sports show. Um, now it's time for our big interviews on the show we've got a double helping this week and up first it's Irish actor Mo Dumford uh, you can check out his full interview as one of our b- 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 bonus features bonus um, bonus features I like it um, <laughs> tick and uh, yeah, that's uh, up online already. But we've got a couple of uh, little clips um, from the interview now. Whenever Rory had a chance to talk to him, he actually he came into he studio here. and he was here. It's so our first proper like in studio on set person. Yeah. Which seat did he sit in? <gasps> Smells like mo. This one. <gasps> that one. Your very seat. And where well, were you sitting? Where you're oh. sitting? Oh, it so. felt a little bit warm. 
Well, a <laughs> little bit. Okay. Um, but uh, yes, so uh, we'll take a little look at the film first. This is The Dig. As you said last week, minimal dialogue in this. Mm. Uh, Mo Dunford plays a guy just out of prison. Minimal dialogue. Minimal. Just going to work out. You what? I'm not going to say anything else. You, you take it from here. What did you chat to uh, Mo about? Well, we had a nice big long chat, but uh, some of the some of the stuff that stuck out for me, like uh, I, there's one scene in particular Sorry. where he deep has and moaningful. A, it's fine. Is it okay? It's yeah. All right. Keep going. <laughs> So one of the bits that stood out was there's a scene in the film where he has, you know, if someone's being nominated for an award and they they got like right this is the clip they're going to show because this is this is where they they're acting mm-hmm. in this scene and there's one scene in particular in the dig where I was like oof he's he's giving it everything in in this uh, in this and I was like how do you prepare for a scene like this that is really going to like I imagine this is the scene where the director's like everyone. Get, Get the fuck off the set! I could, we can't have anyone around because he needs to focus. So I asked, uh, "How do you prepare for that day, knowing that it requires so much emotional energy?" I think it helps. We, we had a, we had a great guy, uh, Craig Kenny, Coach Kenny. You might know him. He's one of the best first ADs in the country. I think, no joke. Now I think it, a lot of it comes down to scheduling and mm-hmm. where specific. Um, scenes are, are when they're filmed. So if you have a bit of a run-up, if you do the physical acting, if you have a few scenes beforehand, and then you get to know the character maybe a week, a week in, and coach will take you aside and go, are you ready for this? We can, we can set it for another day if you're not ready. But, you know, towards the end of the day, knowing that you have a finite amount of time, you just, you got to go for it. Yeah. And um, everybody else was really working hard, so, I mean, you, you just go for it. You know, we all... It was one of those things where everybody dived in. Yeah. And yeah. you might have one, two takes maximum to get it done before the light goes. So uh, you just go for it. So, yeah, so he's uh, he's very honest about, about that. And the other one was uh, he's obviously one of Ireland's more interesting newer talents to have come up lately. Uh, he He's kind of like in the mix with like Sarah Green and I guess not Barry Keoghan because Barry's going to make more of a name for himself internationally. But like, uh, what's his name, Killian Scott and a few of the others, because they're working on Dublin Murders, which is a big new BBC show coming out later this year, which we also talk about in the Monus feature. But um, I asked, what advice would he give to, say, the next generation after him who, who want to be, you know, named actors and uh, want to make a break for themselves in Irish cinema? And this is what he said. Well, you know, when I was starting out, I couldn't really be picky or choosy and I think it's important to not have that mentality as a young Irish actor to go uh, I really admire that person's work but I don't want to bother them. I think it's really important to see what connects with you and to somehow let that person know that um, that it speaks to you. I think that's the only way we can make work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way I've got these roles are, are because something connected with me and I, I let the person know. Um, to just to just go with it and keep pushing and and, uh, and 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 let the people know you want to work with them. And, I, I, you know, I know that may sound easy. It's not easy. Acting in Ireland is not easy. But we are so... We have so many stories coming out of this country. And you said it there yourself. We have so many new things coming in and so many big-budget TV shows. But, you know... Being an Irish actor, the, the real stories are made by people who care what's going on in in society right now in the country. So, I, I, you know, if I could say anything to um, young Irish actors, are just 
be aware of what's happening in, in Ireland and if anybody's writing a script, you, you let them know or you work with a team of mates and you write your own stories and you, mm. you, you, you let it grow from there. As you said, Roy, there's, uh, as you chat to him about, there's, he, he's kind of drawn to those kind of heavier kind of roles. But mm. uh, like in this one, because it seems like, as we said, very monable kind of dialogue and everything as well. Yeah. But um, was there much mo capture in the film as well? Oh, that was a stretch, man. That was... It was okay. Can we it do all okay. of that again? No, no, we can't, no. But if you do want to go see The Dig, it is in Omniplex Cinemas right now. The motion picture? Yes. Yeah. Was is... it memorable? <laughs> was it actually, though? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Happy days. So The Dig is in Irish cinemas. Uh, cinemas. Right, cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> right now, so you can go and check it out. And as we said, you can go and check out the Monus feature, uh, which is up online. Our other, we're going to just start all this yeah, all over yeah. again. Uh, the other big interview on the show this week is with Bo Burnham, one of Justine's heroes, and uh, the person who is responsible for the breakdown of your relationship with The Rock, which is <laughs> which is very sad. Yeah, well, but you seem kind of happy about yeah, it anyway. I mean, um, so you had a chance to chat to him whenever he was in Dublin recently. And uh, what was it like meeting him in real life? Um, it was everything and more. Like, no, it was, you know, when you're meeting someone that you've always looked up to or, like, just really respect, I was very nervous, yeah. And, uh, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, if I could do it again, you know. But, um it was great just to meet him and talk because I loved the film when I saw it. So it was great to go in really supporting what he was doing and the transition from him doing stand-up into being a movie director. It just, it was fantastic. Um, so we chatted a bit about him being in Ireland and Enya featuring as such a heavy part of the film because it, even I'd seen interviews before we talked about why he picked that song and how it like represents flowing and that's like what people are like online just trying to be constantly on and I started off just chatting to him about how do you go about getting Enya to give you her tune and then I kind of wanted to ask did he ever get told what his name meant in Irish because as we all know Bo is a cow so French, you know. I, can't, I cannot wait to hear what he's yeah, talking about. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, your, oh, as we said, because like the Monus feature, this is up online as a yeah. but bonus, fe- bonus Why feature. are their names so wonderful? They must spend all day <laughs> yeah. just writing just down thinking about puns. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's better than Cuddle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is better than Cuddle. Cuddle Crusader. Oh, there you That's go. That's what it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, this is him chatting about Enya and cows, basically. Yeah. Amazing. One word that jumps out at me, Enya. Enya, oh my god, oh, I didn't even think of this, holy shit, that's hilarious, we had to, I had to write her a letter, really? like I had to send it to her castle or something. Well, she does have a big castle. I was like, I, I was like, how do I get in touch with Enya, I'm like, do I like write a note on a salmon and like put it in the river, like how does, it, how does one contact Enya, um, but yeah, she was very, very, very kind to give us that song relatively cheap. Um, oh, so she got back. And, she did. Yeah. Herself got, personally, did she write back? I don't think... I mean, we just... The number just went down. So that's good. All of the we Matter. You know what I mean? Like, we could not afford the song at its original price. And the, the price came down after I wrote her a note. So that was very kind. That's amazing. So, I'm not sure if you know this, but in Irish, the Irish language, um, your mm. name, do you know what it actually means? No. Bo actually translates directly to cow. Is that right? Yeah. B-O? Spelt B-O? B-O with a father. We do like... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So oh. now there's nothing for Burnham, but it's just Burnham. Same cow that's, Burnham. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's a cow and pork. Or something. Yeah, it's very good. I love the idea that he wrote Enya a letter on a salmon. salmon. Yeah, and just, like, you know, because we've heard of people sending pigeon mail and stuff. Now yeah. this is the new way. Um, salmon. It's actually it seems pretty sound of Enya because. Uh, that she just like lowered the price for using the song because obviously she doesn't need much money. No, I know. Isn't she like, <laughs> most, isn't she, like the richest Irish person you, alive? You always hear these rumors that she's like mm. she's one of the richest musicians in the world. She's so mysterious. So mysterious, uh, living in her castle wherever. It Where's her to documentary? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, but imagine just writing her letter and be like, listen, this is a really expensive song. Could you just like lower the price slightly? Yeah, like, but I can price. imagine the letter being like. Because it was such a great film to want to, I can see her being on board with it. Like, this is showing the story of, you know, kids today who, this is their life. And you're down with the kids. She is. With the yeah. kids, yeah. yeah. It, re- it reminds me of, 
it's Stephen King, isn't he? He like if he likes the idea of oh, someone's yeah. adaptation of his work, he'll sell the rights to his stories for one dollar. Yeah, what? that's amazing. The Mist and the Shawshank Redemption were sold to Darabont for that amount. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. if he seems like if he if a student like in college wants to make a short film based on one of his stories and they give him a good enough reason for for doing it, he'd be like, yeah, do it. Here's oh, it for one dollar. Now they yeah. have to send the dollar. <laughs> they have, have to do it. To, they have yeah. to do it. Once, once it's done, like again, he's not in he position must be to need. Money. He must have yeah. about eight, nine dollars at that stage. Like that's incredible. He needs it. I've <laughs> yeah. never heard of him or any of his films before. Any of those things yeah, before. Exactly. Maybe Enya just wanted a salmon. That's why he sent it on the salmon. salmon. That was but paper, a salmon yeah. covered in ink. Get some brown bread and some cheese on it, though. Oh, you that'd be lovely, actually. Yeah, but it don't go yeah. um, So what else were you chatting about? So, yeah, kind of because the film deals with social media, I kind of was intrigued by his story is about the person that we all see who goes viral and everyone knows about them, whereby this story is about the kid who no one knows her stuff. She's out there every day putting stuff online. That's and us no three. One's... Gucci. Yeah, yeah. That's us, yeah. <laughs> but your mom follows me. So I know. Exactly. No, you've made it. <laughs> but, uh, In my family. <laughs> your WhatsApp group. Uh, but So I was just intrigued as to how would he feel if he could go back and maybe if he'd never hit upload would he do that now, seeing what had happened? Because I know in interviews he's spoken very negatively about people who use social media at times and the way we engage with it and how everyone's nearly just living to perform now and living their life twice in real life. And on. And I really get that and respect him for saying things like that. So I was intrigued as to if he had the chance again, would he have never hit upload? So here's what he had to say. And given your own experience on YouTube, do you ever think, what if I was like Kayla and that I hadn't... Mm. gone viral or do you ever think what if I'd never hit upload yeah oh definitely I mean like that is majority of that's that's the real experience of the internet you know what I mean I had the outlier experience and yet we as a culture tend to only talk about my experience or people like me we only talk about the people that are exposed and like um, m- most people on the internet are, are, are not blowing up they're just sort of engaging with a small group of people or maybe no one at all and it's much more about the expression rather than the reception, um, but it, but it, it, but it was sort of a long journey for me to realize that that I feel like, I felt like this. It's also that's what's important to me. It's not important. It's not as important how it's received or who sees it or how many people. You know, it, it really is about just what you are saying and how you're engaging with it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Kayla engaged with the internet in a much more personal way than I did. I sort of presented like little skits I wrote. She's really like trying to think out loud and present herself. So she's much more open than I ever was. But I wonder if, you know, I was 13 now when the internet does ask you to be a little bit more open than it did in 2006 when I was posting. Um, Yeah, I wonder wonder what it would have been like. I wouldn't have handled it as well as her. Can you remember what your first email was? We email. all have that. The first email account. Oh my gosh. My, well, yes, I can, but I can't say it because it's like my bank password. Okay. Like yeah. my screen name is like a password for my bank. Still using it. That's impressive. Yeah. Most people want to delete that straight away. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Not the actual thing itself. I just mean like, yeah, yeah. But I, I got you. Uh, you could like steal my identity. Oh, that's the whole purpose of this. Yes, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> You're already in my bedroom. It sounds like uh, a really honest, like, lovely person to talk to, in spite yeah. of having, like, this massive global fame. That's the thing, yeah, and it's just interesting, because the more you think about it, when he was starting in 2006, it was very different online, that you didn't have to put out so much for yourself now, whereby now the internet just expects you to literally put your whole life online. So it is interesting. It's interesting to hear him say just his relationship with the internet to hear what he actually thinks. Um, we were saying last week that it's pretty uh, brave of films like 8th Grade and The Dig to go up against Avengers Endgame, but if yeah. people are looking for something that isn't uh, like superhero or comic book related, um, like so many people, including yourself, and Rory, you've seen as well, um, mm. raving about uh, yeah. how good 8th Grade actually is. It's so is. funny, Sam online actually saying uh, it's open cinemas this week, and uh, there's nothing else to see. I've checked. There's nothing else. <laughs> nothing to see here. It's fine. <laughs> Just trust me. Yeah. yeah. Someone online then was like, yeah, I've seen Avengers 8th grade. It's, it's great, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so 8th uh, grade is in Omniplex cinemas at the moment. Highly recommended. And mm-hmm. you can go and check out the bonus feature uh, of Justine's very cool chat with uh, Mr. Bo Burnham as well. Um, so looking forward to what he does next. 
um, off the back of that. Cow um, Burnham. Cow Burnham. Cow Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> um, now it's time for this week's big releases. Uh, decent selection coming up this week. Um, the first one is a uh, brand new horror film, uh, which I think is kind of tied in with The Conjuring universe in the a way. What? The Conjuring? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but it is, of course, uh, it's going to be a, a great pronunciation fest. Uh, it's it's uh, The Curse of La, Lor- La Lorona. Give no? it a go, Rory. Yeah, go for go it. Because it, it's a double L. It actually doesn't get the L. It's, it's pronounced it's Yorgos Lantimos. <laughs> <laughs> the Curse of Yorgos Lantimos. <laughs> no, it's The Curse of La Jorona. La Jorona. Oh, oh see? <laughs> That's, I'm actually really impressed. I didn't know that the double L negates any L sound. Mm. Lloyd. Um, um, it's Hoyd. It's Hoyd. <laughs> um, so here's a little clip uh, of The Curse of La Jorona. Oh, my. Hmm. Si, senor. Patricia, I'm very sorry about your loss. It's your fault! I can't even imagine how you must feel. Your children. Lindsay. Lindsay. Are safe now. But have they heard her crying? Have they felt the sting of her tears? They will. And she will come for them. Who? La Jordana. So that's a little look at The Curse of La Jorona. And Paul had a really good idea there as we were all crapping ourselves watching that. Um, I think Roy should do all of his review in Spanish. Tight. See? What's it about, first of all? It is about... Uh, well, it's Linda Cardellini, uh, who was actually in Avengers Endgame. Of course. Uh, she's Hawkeye's wife. She is the yes. She is the single mother of some young kids, and she's also a uh, uh, a social worker. Social worker, thank you. Los worker social. A social <laughs> worker. Yeah. Can I alienate those Spanish? Yeah, she is trying to help a, a family out that she believes the kids are being abused in, uh, and the mom and the mom and that is she was the the mummy's girlfriend in the original Brendan Fraser. Mummy movies. Do you remember her? Do you remember the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies? Yeah, I'm and do you remember to think Rachel Vice? Yeah, yeah she's she's like Patricia Velasquez, I think her oh, name. Oh right, okay. She was the one that had a big fight with Rachel Vice. Oh okay. She oh, was, was, that, was that the Rocks? No, that's Kelly Hugh in the Scorpion King, is it? <laughs> uh, we're getting off track. Spun out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but she uh, she's like, no, I have to protect my kids because the, the La Jorona. Uh, the mm, white woman is trying to take my kids away. I was going to say, is that what? What does it mean? Well, she is. The, the people call her like the, the woman in white, uh, and there's a whole uh, kind of Latino ghost story vibe thing uh, that I won't get too detailed into because there's like a few plot elements in it that only reveal themselves as the film goes on. But turns out, by getting involved, she's brought the Halla Harona to her own house, and then she wants to kill. Uh, Linda's kids uh, so uh, she's like nightmare. no one believes me I have to go to the priests uh, and the priests uh, try to help her but they're like we, officially we can't get involved because we don't believe she actually exists so we're going to send you to this other dude who's kind of like uh, a holistic priest guy he's not really a priest but he has all the shaky stuff that you need to protect the <laughs> house yeah. exactly um, and they have to like fortify their house against La Jorona to make sure that she can't get in and snatch her kids. So is it tied into the Conjuring universe then? Yes. Yes. The way I described it is, did you see, um, did you see Get Shorty? Yes. And did you see Jackie Brown? Yes. Mm. And Michael Keaton is in them both? Right, okay. So it's that vague a connection. I was expecting that like La Jarana would be Someone that had popped up in one of the Conjuring movies earlier, but like it's a it's a teeny tiny connection. Okay. It is in the universe, but not like if you haven't seen the Conjuring, you're not gonna be like, I don't understand. Yeah. What's going and on. obviously, they're using it just in that marketing way anyway, where it's like because people yeah. love the Conjuring films. They're yeah. like, well, I'll go and see this. Then, as we said, you're a horror fishinando. I am. So, was it scary? Not really. Um, We're on on a on a scale of none to ten. Oh. Very good. It is a better film than The Nun. Uh, it, it makes more sense than The Nun, but like just about anything <laughs> could. 
Uh, I do think it has the best performances out of all of the Conjuring movies because uh, Linda Cardellini, she is an amazing actress and I think she actually deserves a lot more than what her career has amounted to so far. I think she's brilliant. And the guy in it, whose name I can't remember, but you'd recognise him for from everything, the shaky, not quite priest guy. He's brilliant in this, really, really good. And I was like, oh, I, I want to see a film about him. Um, and for once, the, the kid actors were actually pretty good as well, because normally I'm like, I hate them, Poof, get them out. <laughs> I hope the ghost kills you, you immediately. You do hate, you do hate children. I do, yeah. I do. <laughs> Repeatedly. <laughs> it's come up. <laughs> how much you dislike children. <laughs> Hydrant man, these children are like, fuck them. Don't, don't give it a toss. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but the the scares are very, they're of the kind of, yeah, everything's kind of quiet. And then a really loud sound. And that's like, it's just, it's the cat in the fridge scare again. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing in here that's going to keep you awake afterwards. It is a ghost train of a horror movie as opposed to like a proper scary horror gotcha. movie. Well, but that's fine. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, loads of people, like again, as we said before, Irish audiences love you'll, those You'll cock yourself. Mm. I'll be fine. I'll end it. You say I won't be kept awake at night. I will. <laughs> I will I definitely. Know I will. The woman yeah. in white. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. terrified. I love the description of she has to fortify her house, though, because I'm just I picturing giving her vitamins and minerals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I was thinking she's going to go home so, alone yeah. style. It's like, yeah. <laughs> give Macaulay Culkin a shout. The woman in white's coming. That's a great idea for a film. Yeah, a horror film with home alone. And Paul, you would know when to go to the toilet obviously because those scares would be there and then you'd be like if they're, really, if they're really scary I wouldn't have to leave at all yeah but yeah. there would have to be a clean up after yeah. Down, yeah. could then you, you conceive a baby during this film conceivably <laughs> <laughs> isn't key the, question key question isn't yeah. the director doing the Conjuring tree though this didn't he get this yeah. one on the back of this yeah he is yeah um, he is mm. it like was this like his audition I presume they saw something he well, did well I think Wallace like is it. not doing another Conjuring I think he's, he's tied up with whatever he's doing with DC mm. next but um, like again he got some great performances and he the film looks really good um, it looks very slick and expensive even though I think it only costs like 9 million or something only 9 million yeah. Uh, but yeah it just hopefully he dials it up a bit more for the Conjuring tree. yeah maybe the script just gives him more horror set pieces to work with because in this it is just like she's at that door now I've got it uh, and run to the back door. She's she's at that that door now. It's just and this is constantly that shaky guys like I put down this new magic <laughs> formula. Uh, and it's just candles blowing out. Uh, Marvin yeah. and Harry pop up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, she's teamed up with the Wet Bandits. That would yeah. be amazing. Um, so uh, the Los curse... Wet Bandits. <laughs> Los Wet Bandits. Um, so the Curse of La Jorona is in Omniplex Damn. Cinemas. <laughs> Getting there. Uh, is in Omniplex Cinemas uh, this week. So you can go and check it out if you are a horror fan. Uh, up next, in case you're not into the horror, we've got a comedy for you. It is the Curse of La Long Shot. Uh, and let's take... That's kind of confused people. I think it actually is. It's just called Long Shot. Just Long Shot. Uh, Starring uh, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. And here's a little look at the film. What is the relationship exactly? I used to babysit for him. You babysat for him? Wow, time has not been kind. I need some writers to punch up my speeches. Fred's writing is really good. And he knows me. Oh, I feel so scared. In order to write better for you, I should kind of get to know you better if you have a minute. I actually have seven. Seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> what is your favorite book as a kid? The Velveteen Rabbit. Favorite song? Must have been Love by Roxette. Most embarrassing moment. I don't embarrass that easily. I don't either, really. What's your favorite sexual position? Normal? Front facing <laughs> normal? What kind of question That's is that? All it took. Look at you. Uh, what, what's your favorite sexual position? Don't be gross, man. So a few shows back, we had Longshot as our big trailer of the week. Mm. Um, and we had special cameo appearance from Mr. Brian Sheehan, uh, a pal of ours, who he's not the world's biggest fan of romantic comedies. Um, so he was finding it a little bit hard to get excited about it because he feels like they go through the same kind of yeah. kind of routine of like, well, they meet and then they, this happens and then there's a bit of conflict and then they all get together in the end. Which, yeah, but it's about, it's about the journey. It's about getting yeah. there. And this uh, premise for this one, that Charlize Theron is Seth Rogen's old babysitter mm-hmm. and she's now Secretary of State mm. and he's this journalist and they seem to team up, well, from the trailer anyway, in terms of uh, he's helping her write speeches and kind of, kind of like, hey, let's rekindle that kind of, uh, you know, friendship that we had before and maybe see what happens off the back of it. Um, is it any good? Yeah, it is. Um, I, 
because um, I think we were talking about like romantic comedies when they get them wrong can be terrible. Yeah. Uh, but when they get them right, are some of the nicest, most enjoyable films to watch. But I feel like it's been like, a while like since. Like New Year's Eve. Like New Year's yeah. Eve. How do you miss that one? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a real shame. shame. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, so uh, like Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen have amazing chemistry in this, but as I've said, Charlize Theron could have amazing chemistry with <laughs> this bottle of water. <laughs> so like she, uh, she has, it's unfair that someone who looks like her has such amazing comedic timing because we, we know she is funny anyway from like even her episodes of... Um, Rest of Development. Yeah. And I, I think she was in the best episode of... Between Two Ferns? Yes, yeah, with great. Zach Sal... Charlie Terran. Terran. And just the, the stuff she says to him in that, like, is <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then Seth, he... He's played a stoner in everything. everything. And in this, his IQ does seem a bit higher. He does seem, like, to be genuinely good at his, at his job as initially an investigative journalist and then a speechwriter for her... And the reason she kind of warms to him is because by becoming Secretary of State, she had to kind of have to close herself off and then she's reminded of who she was, spending more time with him and it's nice to spend time around people who know you really well and blah, blah, blah. But again, like, he's just a stoner again, but like a smart stoner who, who can write speeches and you're just like, ah, if, you, if you'd actually just done something slightly different, I would have bought this a bit more. You have to, like, rom-com is a bit like sci-fi. You have to just kind of accept the rules of the movie you're watching because when you see the two of them you're like no no <laughs> no this, <laughs> this is just, not this, this is, is not just not, not a yeah. thing that happens but because the two of them do have really good on-screen chemistry you just kind of have to accept it and you buy it it's it is funny and it's cute and it's romantic and it as brian correctly said you see how it's going to end five minutes from the start of the film but you don't care because yeah. you're watching charlie swan and seth rogan and that's fine yeah. yeah. Um, Paul, are you uh, a fan of rom-coms in general? Because um, you weren't there for that heated debate over uh, kind of the... Because uh, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, good ones. Yeah, good well, ones are good great. Ones. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But they do... Rory makes a point. They do live and die by the chemistry more than anything else. Like, okay, the jokes... Yeah, you have to go, but like stuff like The Wedding Singer, I'll watch repeatedly. I love The Wedding Singer just because Barry Moore and Sandler, even Fifty First Dates, they're ones that just have it really, really good. The Apartment is one of the best films of all time. It is a romantic comedy as well, but it's also really dramatic. Again, amazing chemistry, brilliant writing. Billy Wilder stuff I watch. Yeah, and like I do love them, but it's just a shame that some of them so many go for the generic cliche stuff as opposed to maybe trying something a little bit different like even stuff like uh, Search of Midnight Kiss that's one of my favourite films I've ever seen I've seen the black and white film it's a rom-com but technically it's something a little bit different so yeah I would just love people working in that genre like in horror as well I mean like bad horror is terrible just to do something a little bit different and, and by pairing even Tehran and Rogan you'd never think that in a million years but I do like the both of them I just, I'm just very curious to see what they're like. Yeah, I'm wondering, did Seth Rogen, did he write any of this? Was this his idea? <laughs> Do you know who I'd like to yeah. cast as my love interest in this not, one? Knocked Up, I didn't like him and Heigl together. They didn't seem like they liked each other at all. No. And I liked Knocked Up, knocked up but like, it was like, no, they did not seem That's like not working any chemistry yeah. at all. Um, now, Rory, I know you said that this kind of stuff doesn't happen in real life, but one, you have uh, met Charlize Theron before. And you had a bit of a sexy encounter with her. Like, would you like to tell the I mean, room what happened? Was a journalist in the film? You're a I know. I was hoping this wouldn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> and she has, like, she has, uh, she has history precedent for liking the company of Irish men. Because yeah. she used to date Stuart Townsend. That's right, of course. Uh, yeah, no, when I interviewed her like a million years ago for A Million Ways to Die in the West, uh, and the interview begins with her calling me a uh, stud, which was... Which that's, I'm getting engraved on my goddamn that's headset. A, that's yeah. a nice life that's highlight. Good. <laughs> where, where do you go from there? Like, there like, where do you go? Yeah. You go anywhere. There's nowhere to go yeah. from yeah. there. So, um, marriage to Shirley's Theron. Yeah, that's, that's it. Um, I'm very happy for the pair of you. Yeah. So that's you hooked up with uh, Shirley's Theron. Apparently. You've got The Rock and Bo Burnham. Yeah. Paul, do nice you want to hook up? Yeah, don't come into my cubicle. I'm in there for hours. That's my one. So long shot. Highly recommended then. Out in cinemas this week, which is great. And one other release uh, which is out this week. I can never get the name so of this film. It's really long. I wrote wrote it, I wrote the review, and I, as I went back to read it, I was like, I have spelt it, or not, not, I've misworded it differently every, every single, single time. time. Yeah. Okay, so it's extremely wicked. Look at me. Yeah. Okay. Ex, um, go ex, on. Extremely wicked. Yeah. 
uh, what was that Tom Hanks with Up Close? Extremely loud, extremely my wicked. My cultural learnings for a great vile, age. very, really evil, oh, shockingly God. evil. Yeah, and, and so vile. Just, vile. <laughs> just really Close vile. Enough. Yeah, extremely <laughs> wicked, shockingly evil, and yeah. vile. And yeah. vile. So this is the brand new film starring Zac Efron uh, about. Uh, what they seem to have made is like sexy serial killer Ted Bundy. Um, so let's take a little look at the film. This case is about catching a monster. Ladies and gentlemen, I am that innocent suspect. You are skating on thin ice, partner. The media has convicted Ted before he's had his day in court. I'm gagged and you're not. I wonder whether he did it or not. I'm more popular than Disney World. Did you do these things? Absolutely not. We get back to plotting my escape here. That's a that's a sexy Ted Bundy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, we were we were discussing earlier, like. Zac Efron, he isn't the worst actor in the world. Like he, no. when used correctly, he can be yeah. great. Not great. He can be good, and he is good in this. I think the problem is well, two problems. One is Lily Collins. Yep, I agree there. Oh. Not a fan of her. Really? Yep. Why not? I've well, she's where interest goes to die. Yeah, like I've seen her in films. There's a film she did called uh, To the Bone, and it was about anorexia and she has anorexia in it and I just have so many issues with that plot and that film especially as someone who had an eating disorder for her to agree to that plot and storyline I was like you are like why because it's just so non-realistic at all it's exaggerated to the ends but there's where my issue <laughs> yeah. comes and the acting was just so she plays his love interest in this his wife his wife yeah. okay. Mrs Bundy <laughs> but they're different things love interest and wife they're different oh, things yeah. <laughs> That's something Ooh. to come back around to. Own <laughs> might not be Mrs. Own. Mrs. Own. Anyway, um, yeah, like, t so the thing with Lily Collins is one, her character in this is an idiot. Like, <laughs> when every police officer in America and witnesses and, uh, like, bloody weapons are being found, and she's like, no, I don't, no, it's not him. And also, she's just a, uh, not, not a terribly good actress in this either. And two, the film seems to think that this is <laughs> almost like Catch Me If You Can. Like the, the vibe it's going for like is... Like yeah. It's like, doo-doo, you'll never <laughs> yeah, catch yeah. me. You cops, you'll never catch <laughs> me. It's like, no, no, no. Bludgeon. He's, he's killed, according to him, at least 30 people in mm. the space of four years. Uh, and had sex with some of the corpses. Yes. Yes, so yeah. don't... Like, this is serious stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's about as... as evil and vile as humanity one person can get but the film seems to think that just because Zac Efron and therefore Ted Bundy is like super hot that we should just like understand why people forgive him like I yeah. there is a kernel of an idea in there where it's like the cult of celebrity allows people to get away with more like you just have to see some of the terrible stuff that like famous people have done lately, famous attractive people have done lately, and then the Twitter reactions like, "Oh, I wouldn't mind him doing that to me, lol." Yeah. It's like, no, no. Like even the reaction to this trailer, people were like, "Oh, I wouldn't yeah. mind Zac Efron murdering me if it meant a night." And I'd be like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> but like the film doesn't go there w w enough in it. Instead, it's just like Zac Efron's character, Zac Efron's version of Ted Bundy is like. Ah, you think it's me? You, I guess we'll never know, will we? And I'm just gonna scoot along across the sexy and charming. Yeah, and it's I'll just the 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 tone it decides to take is, is all wrong for it's you. It's just crazy that it's the same director who did the documentary yeah. series about it because, like, in that it comes across of you know he was getting away, like as in not getting away, but people were like, oh, because he is good looking. And I can see where they're going with, it, and like that is what happened. The people, a member of the community, wasn't he? He was 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 Bundy. Was he a trained lawyer? Yes, like yeah. Was, or he's like nobody, nobody with that job can do it. I was like, I suspect that. but that yeah. was the mindset of a middle American. I guess. So I get that that's what they kind of wanted or something to do with Zac Efron, but okay, I haven't seen that. So it so does seem like good casting though, like in terms of Bundy in real life and Efron's look. I, I mean, what's they his, are what's similar. The, What's the performance like? He is like he's he's good in it. Like he he he's good in it, but 
like afterwards he, he was saying he was like oh you know I'm, I'm still almost practically traumatised from having played Bundy in this film there's one glimpse in the trailer where you see him with a crowbar and he bonks a lady on the head with it that is the only violence in the entire film what oh like right. he doesn't do anything okay. in, the, in the whole film there is <laughs> like the, the whole film is just him being arrested by the police and telling Lily Collins that he didn't do it and then going to court uh, proving that like they don't have enough evidence to to convict him. Like there's no, there's nothing in there where be like, oh yeah, that's where he got into the mindset of Ted Bundy. Okay, gotcha. Just, so it seems like it's glamorizing it so much. I don't know from the trailer anyway. I don't understand right. if they glamorized it in the right way. Yeah, it's like just if they leaned so... harder into how the public's perception of him allowed him to get away with so yeah. much, mm. but instead it's just like, look how hot he is. <laughs> yeah, oh, do you think well, so he'll dangerous. get like uh, seen in a different light and maybe offered a few different types of roles now? Because I think I don't mind him to be honest, but only when he's supporting character and kind of in the background. Like, but I wonder now, will he be elevated to the leading man status on the back of what you reckon? No, he's not. Like, he's not that good an actor. <laughs> he really is. Like, and this film, I, I imagine, didn't cost a lot of money to make, so he'll he'll get more films like this mm. that are smaller and maybe more interesting for him, but. Still You're right, like anything there. outside of like, when you see him in Neighbours, when you see him in Baywatch, when you see him with well, anything that has money in it, he's always playing second fiddle mm -hmm. to someone who's more charismatic mm -hmm. and interesting to watch. Did you see there was like, he was at a football match in England last week and everyone was like, oh, the actor from this. I was like, the actor from High School Musical. Can we musical. please bring it back? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so not recommended then. But, uh, in terms but do of watch that documentary, the original yeah, one from yeah, the I same director. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it is a bit like kind of. Has anyone had a conversation with that director? Is everything okay? He just yeah, seems to be a little bit obsessed with Ted Bundy. But I just don't understand how you can do both versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Especially yeah, when you know so much about it. Mm. Um, so that is, we can do this extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Boom. Sweet. Happy days. Don't go see it. Um, but as we said, you've also got Long Shot, The Curse of La Jorona, um, The Dig. 8th grade and Avengers Endgame so loads to choose from uh, in Omniplex Cinemas at the minute and if you would like to win some Omniplex Cinema tickets we've got Ooh. them right here for you and all you have to do is enter our high clue Where? competition Where? Yeah. it's metaphorical and pointing at the words on the card oh. the words right here <laughs> for you, you say <laughs> very yeah, literally yeah. Um, so uh, I want to say a big congratulations to everyone who got our High Clue right last week. It seemed like it was a pretty easy one. Yeah. Uh, a lot of correct entries. So, uh, yeah, just way too easy. Uh, so our winner was Joe C. Uh, and Joe C. Yeah, Joe Josie. and then the letter C. A.K.A. on Twitter's name is Joe Bamba, which is a pretty, Ooh. pretty cool Joe name. Joe Bamba. Yeah, Joe Bamba. Great and self-described hotter than the sand, bigger than the ocean. So I don't know Big what... talk. So That's I don't know what talk. any of that... It is That's a good bio. <laughs> What is it? Is it from something? I'm trying to think. Is it a film or a lyric or something? But anyway, congratulations to Joe, to, to Joe Bamba. Show girls. Uh, so last week's high clue, uh, we'll take a quick look at it. It was Space Cowboys, Suit Up, Cover Letter for Fresh Job, Pugs Better Than Bug. And the final line was Pug apostrophe S Better Than Bug. So Space Cowboys, Suit Up, Cover Letter for Fresh Job, Pugs Better Than Bug. And the answer, of course, uh, which Joe Bamba got, as well as loads of other people, was... <laughs> Here come the. Oh, no one's going to sing along with me. It was. I was afraid. Copyrights. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright. Yeah. Um, it was, we'll of course, Men in Black. Um, so, uh, well, starting with the third line Pug's better than Bug. That's uh, Frank the Pug, uh, who's one of their friends. Uh, Who voices the, the Pug, the, actually? Not 100% sure. No, so famous, isn't um, uh, Is better than Bug because the Bug in the film is obviously the alien. Vincent uh, Yeah, he plays it brilliantly. Um, uh, and then the middle line cover letter for Fresh Job. Uh, that was in reference to Will Smith getting his new job. Uh, he was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as well. And the cover letter uh, was J. He becomes J. And they all have their individual letters as well. And the first line, uh, Space Cowboys suit up, obviously the men in black suits. And Tommy Lee Jones was in uh, Space Cowboys uh, as well. So uh, Terrible film. Clint Space Cowboys. Oh, I thought you were saying Men in Black was a terrible no, film. No, that's oh, a great God. film. Phew. Oh, God, Men in Black's amazing. Oh. Yeah. I haven't watched Space Cowboys. Jesus, what was the last film Levinson did? It was, uh, it was a horror film called The Bay, was it? which has one of the greatest jump scares I've ever seen. 
Was it about the Michael Bay? Spelled B A Y no. or B A E? B A E. It's a horror film at the fan base of Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, the B. So that was last week's haiku. It was Men in Black. Uh, everybody ready for this week's one? Pens, brains, paper at the ready. Counters. In yeah. that Here order. we go. So, uh, first line Miller time for Walt. Troop hunting brotherly troop. One armed Heisenberg. So, Miller time for Walt. Troop hunting brotherly troop. One-armed Heisenberg, and Justine. It checks out. We've it got checks five, out. Seven, five. five seven five. We're laughing. Oh. Uh, for everybody who's listening, Miller time for Walt. Walt is the name Walt with a capital W. Troop hunting brotherly troop. The first troop is T R O U P E, <laughs> and the second troop is T R. <laughs> Why can I not say those letters? T R T R O O P. Uh, and then the last line, one-armed Heisenberg uh, with a capital H on Heisenberg. So Miller time for Walt, hmm. troop hunting, brotherly troop, one-armed Heisenberg. Any ideas? I think I know one actor. Okay, <laughs> sweet. Happy days. Uh, Rory, Paul, any? I have an idea. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so yes, uh, if you'd like to give the high clue a go, you can uh, get in touch with us on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, and up on Joe as well. And you can be with a chance of winning those Omniplex tickets. Uh, yeah, and we've got a brilliant show lined up for you next week. But we have um, if every thought, week. I know Bo Burnham <laughs> and Mo, and Mo, Mo and Bo were on Joe this week. Mo Bo. Next week, Mo Bo Joe. It's, Mo <laughs> next week, it's uh, the star of Pokemon. Poe, Poe on Joe. Pokemon. 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 Whenever you're absolutely, oh. it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, he's yeah. so, so unattractive. He's incredibly gorgeous. He's uh, and so is he. Um, so yes, we are going to have uh, Ryan Reynolds, who is the voice of Detective Pikachu, Pika, Pika. Uh, in the film, and just like an all-round hero lovely, of a human being. Guy. Yeah, I, I can't Deadpool, wait for everybody. He He's is Deadpool. Deadpool. He is yeah. a fantastic link. Yeah. I can't wait for everyone to see how that interview begins. Mm. Yes, uh, again, if you thought Roy's encounter with Charlie's Theron was sexy, where do you see this one? Stud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, that all good? That is done? Anything else we need wait. to do? Yeah. yeah. Any, more, any more mole puns? Anyone working out? Mm. Mm. Time um, to mow. It's time to mow. It's time to mow. Uh, I need to pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was we like, all, need to pee is not mow. Yeah. There'll be more. No, I just said the word more. I meant to say mow. Anyway. Okay, we'll see you next week. Mo. Bye. Thanks for watching. You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas.